Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuck boy, standing six foot two, 299 pounds, from the south shore of Nassau County, Long Island, it's Johnny G. All you gotta do is trust me, Jackson, Maine. Abortion is healthcare. Also Jackson, Maine, but I happen to agree with him there. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, my newly silent co-host, Arthur Gabrus. Arthur, give him a shout out. Arthur is a dog. Don't be stressed. He will not be talking. He's laying at my wife's feet currently. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, from the Tooth and Claw podcast, I'm nervous about pronouncing their names. It's Jeff Larson, Wesley Larson, and Mike Smith. <laughs> you What's nailed up? it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hello, gents. <laughs> now nah, I just go back to like super proper. I speak with an English <laughs> accent from hearing it. <laughs> well, gather around. That's great. Uh, thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh, Tooth and Claw has been like the first phrase that I got to say in that voice and character that kind of makes sense. Yeah, you know, like Tooth and Claw. Sounds like they're two rival monster trucks. Like, see Tooth and Claw this Sunday. Yeah, we got to change our intro. It's got to be a little bit <laughs> gnarlier. <laughs> yeah, I want to yeah. know how you how you quantify fuck boy because I feel like maybe there's some competition we could put up. <laughs> yeah. Number one, that's a pretty hefty claim. Yeah, that's actually kind of arbitrary. I just started calling myself that until I even before I even knew what the definition of the word really was. Like five, and it's okay. like transitioned <laughs> a little bit, and now I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm sticking with it. Uh, yes, the. Self-proclaimed fuckboy is always like... Yeah, from the dude who's been with the same woman for 20 years. I don't know if I'm exactly (laughs) even like the modern (laughs) definition of a fuckboy. I had a guest on the podcast one time when I called myself the fuckboy. He's like, you know, that's the... And this was like five years ago. He's like, you know, that's the term for the guy in prison who fucks everybody. And I was like... Oh, oh. Uh, okay. And I'm screaming on the number one. I'm like, oh, no no wonder why we rank so high in Sing Sing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dudes, You host a podcast called Tooth and Claw that's about, and correct me if I'm wrong, animal attacks? It is. You're right. Yeah. That's fucking- Completely right. That's so- The nichification of the internet fucking rules. 
You it know does. what I mean? It's like we can. You have enough reach that you can find enough people. I I can find enough people that want to listen to an uneducated idiot talk to strangers. Like <laughs> there's enough people that like that. So of course there's people who want to hear about animal attacks. That's and it's crazy that like there's no way you could have even known this and because we've been trying to get this record together for a while. But I host another podcast called Action Boys, and we're obsessed with like. Travis the chimp because we're just like that age yeah. when it came I'm also out obsessed it, with it. it just like hit your brain and it was like it was the first like it was like a loss of innocence of the primates where I was like oh shit yeah of course they're super strong oh yeah shit, yeah yeah we shouldn't fuck with them what what's Travis the chimp Travis ripped off the lady's loop. face yeah he's oh the, uh, yeah. that's the one that ripped the lady's yeah. face you off. so yeah. I'm I'm telling you you got to look up Mo the chimp because we initially I was gonna do like the research on Travis and I started looking into Travis and I got down this rabbit hole of Mo. And the Mo the Chimp story is so much crazier than even the Travis story. <laughs> yeah, it's gnarly. Don't even we look did... it up. Just listen to our episode. Yeah, listen to our episode. <laughs> All right, perfect. <laughs> yeah, let's not even tease it here. That's awesome fodder. If if you want to hear more about Mo the Chimp, jump over there. So let's yeah, begin, yeah. let's transition to Travis. And this will be like that'll be like the uh <laughs> There was like part of it was like she got a new haircut too or something. And it was like all the details. I'm like a kid that's just the right age to be like, oh my God. I, you know, it <laughs> I feel like I was the right age when I heard if you cross your eyes and someone hits you on the back, you get stuck with it. And then right. I feel like eye contact with animals was like a big thing. Like quicksand, yeah. I feel like is the generation older than me. And then like animal attacks. And like when animals attack is like was a fucking like one of those you know, clickbaity type shows that we used to have totally. back in the day. And those still exist. And that was kind of like the point of the podcast. Cause I grew up with all that stuff too. And it was like really demonizing, you know, all these animals are like seen as bloodthirsty monsters and you don't really get the biological kind of sense. Like, Oh, this is actually an animal doing natural behavior like yeah. acting like At it its would house, in the wild. In yeah, its exactly. home, and we're exactly. there now. Yeah. 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 And so like they're really interesting stories. And I think like we're hardwired to be interested by them because we've been hunted by predators since the dawn of, you know, man. Right. And so it's something that we're naturally really interested in. But the the media's done a really bad job of portraying them in a way that's like, does the animals know justice? And that was kind of the why we came up with the podcast. Like, I'm a wildlife biologist. I've been working with animals for a long time. Jeff has helped me a little bit. Uh, Mike has no idea yeah. anything well, about any that was My whole thing is I just had microphones to record the guys talking. I have yeah. no idea what I'm doing. But we actually, like you said, we, we actually talked about the quicksand myth. When I was little, I was like, you touch quicksand, you're dead. And that it was came up in everything. It was in, in everything. It was yeah. like every movie, every TV show had like a quicksand. And, yeah. and it makes sense. It's cinematic. It looks cool. Right. But then it over... Like, just like, and to parlay it into animal attacks, I feel like because it got so much play and shark attacks get so much play, people are like, I'm not, I know people who are afraid to go like wade in the ocean because of sharks. Well, that was right. the thing. Like we, we were talking about, it was during one of our news roundup uh, episodes, we were talking about piranhas and I grew up thinking you hop into a river with a piranha in it. 
you pull out dead. a skeleton. You're yeah, dead. Like, right. You get dipped in later. and you get pulled out like this is like cliff that's not eating true. a fish. Yeah. That's not true at all. So, yeah. They I, could take yeah. apart a cow and smill it. Like, it's that always was like, the cow. Yeah, yeah, it's always like they ate a full <laughs> cow and it's like, well, well a cow in the middle of an Amazonian river, That's we're, we're running a risk there anyway. That piranha, the piranha story is like a perfect example because I remember that story and the headline was like, man gets killed by piranhas and it was actually like a dude that drowned and then a couple piranhas bit his dead body. <laughs> yeah, it's and just like, on But little. like every headline was like, man dies like by piranhas, this whole thing. And like <laughs> that's not there, that's not how piranhas are. And and so that's the whole thing is just we don't these these stories are interesting enough. They don't need to be inflated, you know? Right. And like And like there's Travis, like real valuable like things to learn in those right. moments. Too. Like yeah. Travis, it's like, oh, at what point is my pet chimp going to rip my face off because its hormones kick in and it realizes that it's not a baby and it's actually a chimpanzee, you know? And so like there are some important lessons to learn. And and the whole point then is to teach people those lessons and make people feel more confident around wildlife. And and it's, it's working. We, it's been really fun. My whole goal, I would like hear and watch these animal attack stories and be like, there's no jokes in any of this. Yeah. <laughs> Why aren't they joking about this? That's that's so funny that that chimp ripped the lady's face off. Why aren't they joking about it? Yeah, we all so that's my approaches. whole angle was like, we got to make more jokes in these stories. <laughs> yeah, we got to punch these up a little bit. We got to <laughs> give a little spoonful of sugar to help the medicine go down. There you uh, go. I, I, I'm with you guys, too, on the... Like siding with the animals. <laughs> it's right. like, yeah. It's like they're yeah. fucking animals. If they're you're a human animals. and you get near it, like it's an animal. Like, right. Like every once in a while, like my fucking high, like highly, uh, you know, evolved Boston Terrier, you know, uh, genetically designed to just be cute and not survive at all, <laughs> will like accidentally <laughs> scratch my wife in the face while playing. And she'd be like, ah. And I'd be like, He's a fucking animal, dude. He's got right. claws. <laughs> like, like they're yes. just out. And like, yes, we trim them and he walks on sidewalks all the time. So they're like, but that he's got claws. That's like just his thing. And we're playing with them. So if we get scratched, like I, I'm a big time beachgoer, a surfer. I'm always out in the ocean and people are always like, are you afraid of sharks? And I say, if one arrives, I will be afraid of it. Yeah. But I am in their house <laughs> like right. if, a, exactly. if a shark was in my living room i would fucking kill it and i would be right too <laughs> right. i mean i might just let it die or something like that but but like yeah. if i'm if i'm in a shark's house fuck dude yeah sorry this is your turf like live live your life i don't yeah. want to get attacked by a shark i'm not seeking it out but that's a byproduct of spending an inordinate amount of time in the ocean the sad ones are when like they don't really like going outside and then they like get convinced to go out in the yeah, woods and once and get <laughs> their face bitten by a mountain lion. Or yeah. Something. yeah. The first camping trip where a bear like uh, locks you in your car or whatever. It's like that shit is that. I mean, that shit rules like that's the <laughs> The thing is, though, like when you're out surfing, you've probably surfed over hundreds of sharks. Dozens, Correct. if not hundreds. And like, I, I, I'm assuming, you know, are you in California? Is that where you're surfing? Yeah, I, I started in Long Island and uh, now I'm in California doing it. Right. Yeah. So there's, it's like great white shark nursery. There's sharks all over the place. There's these drone operators now that show surfers with like great whites literally swimming underneath them. And if you were to trust the media and like TV and, and movies, you would think that 
if there's a shark in the water and there's someone in the water, it will attack them and it will end their life. And that's not the case. It's just not. And so it's like, we really like telling the stories of when it does happen because it is so interesting, but it's also really important that we don't demonize animals that 99% of the time, like don't give a shit about us. Right. Or, or they just want to get away from us because yeah, they know that are scared of us. Yeah. yeah or, exactly. or they don't even register us as their, Exactly. You know, like, yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, it, that's a weird shadow, you know, as you yeah. fucking. Uh, well, even like most surfers are interested to know that like when a great white bites a surfer, generally, it's just trying to figure out what it is. Right. And the second it realizes it's not its typical food that like it's too hard to process all the bone that we have in us, it just takes off. And like you might be missing a leg or something after that. Right. But it's not it's not an animal that's like bloodthirsty and on a rampage trying to kill people. Yeah. And it doesn't, really it doesn't feel threatened by you. Like if like Sometimes, you know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. It's um, it can, but I'm yeah. saying it's not like oh shit, a surfer's here. We got to defend ourselves. It's not exactly. That. It's it's an yeah. unfortunate coincidence. Like, that's my most meal. of the time. Yeah. Right. If yeah. If we sensationalized, if we did news stories about fatal car crashes, the way they did animal attacks or right. serial killers, no one would drive. Yeah, like it's exactly. just too deadly of it. People are like, I'm not getting on a boat. You know how many people go get lost at sea? I'm like that a t- one one hundredth of the people who die on the road a day. Right. And it's like you're on the road constantly and not thinking about that at all. Because now I don't mean to get my conspiracy hat on here, but because we got to go to work and pay taxes and keep the <laughs> fucking the, the gears of capitalism greased and lubed with our blood and guts. Like, yeah. so we have to drive. And it's like, as a matter of fact, don't go to the beach, go right. to the fucking office and work and make money for a corporation. <laughs> they need to do they need to do those headlines the way they do them when, like, the police kill someone. Because it's always like bullets kill man, right? It's know? always like and it police like involved teeth, teeth. Yeah. <laughs> teeth, teeth and, cut man yeah, in half. Exactly. Yeah. Surfer affected negatively by teeth, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, because they always say officer involved shooting, right? And right. it's like you mean wait, you can't call it that if an officer shot someone. There's just a clearer <laughs> sentence there. Yeah, shark exactly. involved attack. What does that mean? Someone punched it. <laughs> Like it could mean a lot of things. We know. I think yep. a shark involved attack means someone's on the bad side of that. Yeah, sharks need to get whatever PR firm all the cops in our country seem to have. <laughs> yeah, well, they have a fucking million dollar PR budget from within their own department. If you're the yeah, LAPD, exactly. Jesus Christ, <laughs> twenty people who are work for LAPD who aren't cops who work in PR and marketing. That's insane. That's that insane. more. They laid off that that amount of people from Netflix. <laughs> like they don't even have that many marketing people at Netflix. LAPD. So, yeah. And that's why Netflix sounds bad these days. Uh, what what got you into, I mean, hearing that you're uh, a wildlife biologist, what got you into animals or specifically animal attacks? Like, I mean, I know we were raised in the era of like they right. were news, they were press, but. Yeah. So I, I grew up, me and Jeff grew up in Montana. We're brothers, me and Jeff. Same last name, if you didn't put that together. Yeah, I put that together on my <laughs> yeah. own. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> nice. We grew I up guess in Montana. I'm not going to suppose, you know, but it could be a married couple. I'm just waiting to hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we grew up there and it was like, it was such a oh cool place to grow up and, and there was always animals around. And, and for me, it really became an obsession and it's all I ever thought about growing up was animals. And so then, um, after I graduated, I started a large part of his 
A large part of his childhood diet was animals. It turns yeah, out. I, had, I had a lot of bugs. As a kid. <laughs> he was a bug eater. Oh, that's uh, awesome, though. But yeah, that's like a a, that's the that's the protein of an animal lover, right? But there. picture like picture a kid He's eating primal. a lot of bugs, and it's like ten times that amount. That you're <laughs> oh, okay, that's a lot. Because I used to like I used to eat bugs as well, performatively and like curiosity wise. It but, started uh, that way, yeah. But it really turned into a full fledged <laughs> obsession. Oh man, I wish they. Made a fucking TLC episode like uh, like he can't stop eating bugs. You're like blasting <laughs> rails of ants and shit like that, <laughs> grinding them down. Yeah, <laughs> rail of ants. So wait, uh, you you ate bugs performatively? Is that how does that pay well? No, uh, well, to be fair, one time in college, I got a free pie of pizza for eating the biggest fucking moth I've oh, ever put in my mouth. Yeah. It was like oh, it was like a fucking Silence of the too. Lambs moth. It was like a fucking Ew. hummingbird size. They stick thing. to the top oh, of like your mouth. That's moth. the worst kind. They're dry as fuck. Yeah. Their wings yeah. are coated in like dust, like mummy dust or something. Yeah. Yeah. When, I, like when I ate my first sauce. butterfly, I was like, huh, maybe I should be done eating bugs. Maybe By the way, that's the fucking title for a book of poems. When I ate my first butterfly. Yeah, Shell Silverstein. Uh, anyway, so I got really into animals, and then I did my master's in um, both polar bear and black bear conservation and how it relates to human conflict. So mostly looking at you know how we affect bears, how bears affect us. Um, and my advisor Tom Smith was really into the attack side of things, and we just talked about attacks nonstop. And he's the guy that kind of wrote the paper on bear spray and uh, how effective it is. And, and yeah, so it just really got me started on all that. And then um, me and Jeff and Mike were talking one day and I told them I really wanted to do a podcast on animal attacks and that I thought they would make perfect co-hosts. And <laughs> turns out they did. And <laughs> so that's kind of where it started. And, he, and the whole point, yeah. again, was just to like make it as scientific as possible while still being like funny and fun. That's so fun. He holstered that idea for a while. It was like a couple of years ago that he first had the idea before we even started a couple of years ago. So yeah. I thought he'd just kind of given up on the idea. Um, and I was like, you know what? Everyone having a podcast now is kind of like saying, oh, yeah, I, I'm in a garage band like back in the 90s. I was <laughs> right, like, right, yeah. who cares? No one's going to listen, whatever, you know? So yeah. two years go by and I forget where we were exactly when he brought it up again. I was like, okay, here we go again. But I don't, now, yeah, he pulled the trigger in it. Let her rip, and now we're doing it. Uh, Yeah. Have you? Has anyone here ever been attacked by an animal? Um, kind of. Like I've had ant. Yeah, ants. We've been attacked by ants. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's that's revenge against you. Me and (laughs) me and Jeff have both been. Yeah, exactly. We've both been bit by like I've been. I had a bear bite my foot once. Uh, Jeff and me both had a cub scratch us up pretty good. Um. This is, that, this is that Montana shit? This was, Jeff actually, when we were trapping black bears, Jeff managed to catch a cub barehanded. <laughs> and, and it didn't the love fuck that. fucker up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't love that. So it bit us pretty good. And then. Um, uh, yo, by the way, like the, just the fucking dynamic of the uh, of the wildlife biologist going, when we were trapping black bears or stuff, and then your brother's accent, hey, we got picked that motherfucker up. It's like, <laughs> you're like, I guess you're in like a lab coat, like, no, Jeff. And he's like, it's pretty it. much what it was. It's pretty much what it was. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's not, not like that, Jeff. He's like, I got him, <laughs> like you asked, and like running over. <laughs> Holy shit, dude, that's fucking that. Yeah. As for a kid who grew up in the fucking suburbs of Long Island and uh, like as a beach kid, that is absolutely horrifying. Like being. <laughs> Like that close. So you were trapping them for research purposes or yeah, for like we protection were, purposes? So the idea behind that study was collaring black bears and looking at how they were using backcountry campsites in Bryce Canyon National Park. And so we, it was kind of trial by fire. Like neither me or Jeff had ever collared black bears before or, or <laughs> caught them. The first one we caught, we like we had a mentor with us for like two or three weeks. And like right when he left... We started catching bears. We caught bears. a bear and we just yeah. like, we're like, wait, so what do we do? What's yeah. new? But like, it was Yo, like, I'm so never sorry. Done it. I am, my heart is racing just the idea of like, oh, what did he say once we got it? Like, I got, when you trap a bear, what what does that entail? That's well, like, dude, darting it, like, knocking it out or something. Yeah. One of the like hardest parts was like, so they're in these big barrel traps. So like, it doesn't injure it at all. There's like a bag of literally like candy that me and Wes were eating. That when they grab it, the door closes behind them. And then, um, but like the hard thing was like, Wes had this jab stick with um, drugs in it to like knock the bear out for an it's hour. It's like a pole, a pole with a syringe on the end of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And like, he would go to like one side of the trap and the bear would face him. And then you'd go to the other side and the bear would just like follow him. And you're like <laughs> supposed to like jab him in the ass. So then like. <laughs> We couldn't figure out how to like get the bear, like aim the right way. <laughs> it it was tricky, and like again, we hadn't we didn't have any experience doing this, and my boss just kind of like threw dude, me into I, it. I've had I've had jobs that I had zero experience at, and it was yeah. so stressful. And they were like bartending jobs. <laughs> so there like, was no bears. Like, like bear tending is a <laughs> little different. Yeah. One of my favorite memories. I actually I'll tell two really quick. One of my favorite ones was I had to leave for a couple days. And so Jeff was there by himself. And we caught a bear that we already had a collar on. So we didn't need to do anything to that bear. And it was the first time we had done that. And so Jeff calls me and he's like, hey, we we caught a bear, but it, it's already collared. What should I do? And I was just like, I, I don't know, let it out. And so he's like, how? And I'm like, just pull the door and let it out. <laughs> but so then you are you are close to yeah, trap. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And you can't do that with a grizzly bear. Like a grizzly bear will turn around and kill you if you do that. Like absolutely wants to murder you. But a black bear just wants to get away. But it's still scary. It's like really intimidating to yeah, let this bear also, out. Also, like, because like I, we had been drugging them and pulling them out. Right, yeah. you know, and, so then that's easy. But and like, then you collar him, and then you get distance. Right, <laughs> right, right, yeah. But if it's like, oh, he doesn't get drugged, it's like, okay, well, sir, uh, sorry, <laughs> uh, wrong entrance. If you want to just head right out this way and not be, pi but at the same time, I know you're saying like, oh, it's you don't know, like. I think about all the time about like, and I know animal psychology is uh, definitely different, but like people snap like like yeah. you just you don't want to be around a black bear just in case it's one of those things where it's like ow what the fuck a bee just stung me now i'm angry right. like like th there's that level of stuff like even if they aren't actually but just the fact that it is a, a capable predator it yeah, could be like the chance yeah, yeah. and like, that oh, was hey, my... i love you bud and just grab you smush your <laughs> head yeah <laughs> that was my mindset was like like i'm really like confident around black bears they don't scare me because like i know they just run off but i was like 
We just recently caught this one. He's in a trap again. Like he's probably not happy to he's see like, me you. right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then, it, or he's know, like a nuts. A he's like a bear who's like, I'm going back in that fucking trap. Yeah. And I'm gonna get this bitch <laughs> this time. Like, I, yeah. Yeah, this thing annoys my neck a little. I'm gonna tell them. I'm gonna, like, they're like returning. Like, I want to speak to the manager. Yeah. They're coming yeah. back. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he he was setting me up. Jeff yeah. had to have a lot of faith in his big brother in that moment, and I was kind of like, well, I hope it doesn't get him. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, call me in 10 minutes. <laughs> just yeah, make exactly. sure you're okay. Let me know you're okay. I would have just suplexed it. He has this great video where he's like, he opens it and the bear just sprints out because they just want to get away. That's all they want. Right. And Jeff like drops the, the door and he's like, oh shit, and grabs his bear spray. <laughs> it but, went yeah. off quick. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing was I dropped the door on the trap so it banged. And that like scared me really bad. Right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we had another one that was pretty early, like, and it was another bear that we had caught already, and it was collared, and we caught it in like a foothold trap, like a snare. And that was the only time we ever used one of those because they can actually injure the bear, and I don't, I don't like the, even having the potential for that. We, we had like this... a cowboy dude with us who right. did that. We didn't ever yeah. set snares. He was like an old trapper, and we catch this bear. And we didn't need to do anything to it. And this old cowboy trapper is just like, well, uh, I guess we can do some cowboy stuff if you guys want. So his idea was to <laughs> lasso this bear, pull it out straight, and then me and Jeff would take the snare off its foot while it's just lassoed and pulled out. <laughs> That's what That was our plan. And as he's like getting ready to do that, I'm like, hey, Clint... I don't know if we should do this. Great and name, so, of course. Yeah. So he ended up just giving it like a really low dosage of drug. And like, I have a video of me moving this bear. I'm just kind of holding it in my arms and it's like going and like kind of swiping and everything. And it's just, it, it was, that was a pretty weird one too. Cause we were both like, Oh, what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> doing Dude. some cowboy stuff sounds like a euphemism for it's just something I don't want to be involved in. Like if someone's like, we can do some cowboy stuff if you want. I'm like, nah, I think I'm good. Nah, that's <laughs> where we're different. Yeah. I feel like cowboy stuff in Montana means something than different than cowboy stuff in West Hollywood where I live. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I think you're right. I, I think we're on the same and, page there. And I think it means something completely different to like cops and soldiers. <laughs> like, I think you're right too. Yeah, and yeah. I think there are three different areas of wild like and I don't want to be involved in any of them. I've got nothing yeah. against any of them. Oh, I've got something. I mean, that's a too blanket of a statement, yeah. but I don't want to be involved in any kinds of cowboy shit unless it's like, uh, you know, cosplaying. We <laughs> are total, I'm we booked are total in a fucking dead world. Dude, you would yeah. make you would make a good cowboy cosplay. Yeah, Thank you would you. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. or like oh. a prospector. Yeah, I yeah. got I Stinky got feet. we gotta get you in like Yellowstone to be like the dude opposite Cole Hauser. You're both oh, just I would like love trying that. to out badass each other. <laughs> I've got such country face. You know, I've got like this dude is backwoods because I'm just like yeah, big, sure. hairy, fat, and tan. <laughs> it's just like this guy just is nah, out dude. fucking chugging moonshine and knee deep water all afternoon uh i i lived in montana for a month for a job i lived uh and i that's got a vacation yeah oh yeah it's, it was a paid <laughs> vacation i was working as a game show host in uh and shooting in montana. oh no way yeah oh, sweet it what rolled. city were you in i was in we were shooting in kalispell but i was living in whitefish cool. uh oh cool and uh it was pretty rad uh, but the coolest thing about it was I had never really been to uh, I'd never been to Montana period but I like the dude who was like our driver 
who he was i'm like he's like i'm from upstate new york brother and i'm like oh shit i'm from long island that's crazy what brought you out to montana he's like i love the outdoors and if you're outdoors in upstate new york you're the peak of the food chain i wanted to go somewhere where i wasn't and i was like <laughs> it's true oh Okay, and it was just like, you are a completely different person than me, sir. <laughs> like, oh, you yeah. moved here so that there was dangerous shit around you in the <laughs> woods. He's like, no, yeah. but I, I get that. And like, I'm glad you brought that up because when people ask me why I care about like wildlife conservation, for me, it's that feeling. Like, it's that idea of being out in the woods and knowing that you're not in charge. It's like weirdly addictive to me and knowing that like, you have to pay attention to your surroundings so much better. It like makes the colors brighter. It makes everything better. Yeah, it's like your high, your fight or flight. You know, it you is, can get yeah. you can get there. You can get light fight light fight or flight going. Right, so it's like you're admitting to being a sub. The bears are the dom, and you're the sub. <laughs> it's true. Like in a in grizzly bear habitat, you are the sub. Like that's your yeah. thing. And for me, it's thank great. you, like, sir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can have your bag of candy now, sir. <laughs> I, I love it though. And, and it truly like, that's what wilderness is for me. So I totally understand that dude's perspective. I think if you're in a place where you don't have to think about that, you're in a park, like you're, you're in a not spot. in wilderness. No, yeah. you're in yeah, a you're place hiking where you, in LA. Yeah, yeah. You're totally comfortable. And like, there's a place for that. And I think that's great if that's your thing. But for me, I like that feeling. I like feeling like I'm, I have to be prepared or else I could really run into a lot of trouble. Oh, see, that's awesome. I don't have that. But in the last few years, I've gotten like, I, I would say more outdoorsy, but the answer is just outdoorsy, period. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and I've started camping. Uh, you know, I haven't done like a lot of cool, like super nature shit yet, but campsite camping and stuff. And that's just new enough to me. I never did that shit as a kid. I wasn't a Boy Scout or anything like that. So I I'm so into it. And I guess I'm not real. There is part of the appeal is the discomfort, the yeah. anxiety. Like it feels like the unknown. Yeah. And it feels like you're giving yourself anxiety, but it's like deserved biological anxiety. So it's actually a relief from the constant other anxiety that you're self perpetuating yeah. on yourself in modern society. Hmm, yeah. So you go out into the woods and, and I honestly do not give a fuck about my career. I'm just like, Oh my God, let me just make it through this night. What yeah. was that? <laughs> Rustling. Uh, you know what I mean? See, like, I'm not that way at all. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you tap into something primal though. And I do think it's like something that, that makes us very human. And when you do feel those feelings, it kind of reignites that inside of yourself and it reconnects you to like man, to man and to like yeah. and to nature and to that feeling like you're part of something, not like you're just dominating something. And for me, like again, that's that's what got me into conservation because I that's the thing I want to preserve. And you can only have that when you have wild animals acting like wild animals. Right. And and not to mention all the other stuff that will be true if we conserve wildlife. Like, exactly. Like there's like, of course, this feeling you're describing is important, but that is more indicative of we are keeping the wilds wild. And right. like that's important for for a whole host of reasons outside of like the, uh, the psychological feeling. But it just also happens to activate that in addition to. Uh, keeping the ecosystems moving the way you want them, like totally. not the way you want them to move, the way that they're they yeah, because all those animals inherently have the right to like live their lives and <laughs> right, survive right. the way, yeah. and that's the most important thing is like that's their right. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, I really, I, I really, 
I, I can get behind this. I really, I like this perspective. Good. You know, <laughs> like, the, like I, I'm, I'm here for this. I, I, yeah. Admit, I just saw the movie Beast, the Idris Elba. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, it was kind of fun. Was he the worst dad ever? Just stay Easily. here with your sister for a minute. <laughs> Easily the worst. Just stay dad. here with in your the, sister for one minute. <laughs> in real life, too. Did you hear about that? Yes, he did it. His own <laughs> daughter auditioned. And he, yeah, he would. He wouldn't cast his own daughter because they didn't have good chemistry <laughs> <laughs> to play. That's really funny. And it's not like she's not an actor. She yeah. is an actor. It's not like she like, no, didn't honey, talk to stay him home. for three weeks. He definitely didn't have any chemistry with these actresses in this movie. So. No. No, <laughs> it's it's such a weird movie. Like that was a weird movie. I want the boys to see it because like it, it's like, weirdly the dialogue, directed. The, the dialogue makes shot, no sense. Yeah, all the decision making in it. But I still really enjoyed it. It's just a strange movie. It's ninety three minutes long, which yeah, is like a perfect, blessing perfect. in modern yeah. modern movies. Yeah. It's like ninety three minutes long. It's tense. It's not based on a fucking comic that you haven't right. seen. Like and and also. Uh, a lot of like oneer shots, a lot of like long takes, which kind oh, of yeah. ramp it up. And I saw it in a crowd, so it was really dope. Like when you get like the jump scares or the the classic uh, animal creeps through the background kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, and it was good. The best part of that movie, I thought, was the positive moment with the pride earlier on with Shartlo with Uncle Martin's character <laughs> and that like the two lions batting him around. I thought that was the coolest shit in the world. Yeah. See, my <laughs> biologist brain was like, "Oh, so he's clearly habituated these animals, and they're no longer wild." Yeah, they're 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 not <laughs> going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's fine. Yeah. Well, to be yeah. fair, I think he said he like did raise them from cubs, so he couldn't. Yeah, like he had to have habituated. But why? I'm not why on Uncle Martin's side. I'm not yeah. on Uncle Martin's side. Don't you worry. Yeah, good call. <laughs> why? And also, that's funny that there's a whole family of attacks that are in like that realm as well. Of like, oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I my mom kept the links in the house or whatever, and it's like, well, that's yeah, that's dangerous. Jeff just did an episode about a guy that had a pet hippo uh, that ended up killing him. <laughs> That was like crazy. pretty interesting. Yeah. Humphrey. Yep. Humphrey the hippo. Jesus Christ. Dude, he would like ride it like in a li- like little like pond lake thing that he had. And he would just like ride it like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> the great thing was he talked to another person who owned a hippo crazy enough to own a hippo. And even that person was like, oh, you're insane if you're riding <laughs> like, you're this hippo. Yeah. Well, like, and like... <laughs> This dude came to like check to make sure he's being safe because he had heard things. And the guy was like the dude who owned the hippo was like, oh, I'll prove to you that it's safe here. Let me ride it. And the guy's like, no, no, no. Like it's like a safety inspector. He's like, you can't ride it. Like you got to get rid of this hippo, dude. (laughs) No, no, no. It's so safe. Watch me do something crazy with it to prove. No, no, no. It's like this. This this house is a fire hazard. It's like, no, it's not. Watch. Let me fucking throw a little flamethrower around the living room a little bit. Show. It's like, no, sir, that will not help your case. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. Time for a little Athletic Greens promo. I literally just used this product. And actually, and last night I drank it late, too. So I've had like two doses in the last like 12 hours. Doses. Two glasses of water with some powder in it. Look, it's a very easy way to get 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, 
sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. And it's an easy way to start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, aging, all the things. So I personally like it, and you know what I'm about to talk about now. My favorite thing about Athletic Greens is how minor of a... <laughs> how minor of a move it is you know it's just a small one small micro habit that's really easy and will get you know get you in the right mind space to start making making good choices you know you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do is take a giant glass of water with some athletic greens in it and boom you're getting all the nutrients and a big glass of water and you know pills are hard to take on an uh, empty stomach and then also you need a bunch of pills to get everything you're getting from it I love to kick off my day with Athletic Greens, and if I don't kick my day off with it, I throw it into my uh, protein shake uh, for post-workout, and at that point, I just like enjoy the flavor is good. They they do a lot of work. They For every purchase, they donate to organizations to help get nutritious foods to kids in need. Your subscription even comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, and as we're coming into the winter months, that's important. So take it from me, Athletic Greens, a small micro habit that kicks your day off correct. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com mighty. Again, that is athleticgreens.com mighty to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Stitch fix, baby. Ooh, you know that feeling when your clothes fit just right? Oh, yeah, that's the stitch fix feeling. Look, it's stitch fix. Easy way to get clothes that fit you. You don't have to scroll through a bunch of options. All you have to do is answer a few questions about where you typically get your clothes from, what you like to wear, and your price range. Choices in mind, sizes in mind, XS to 3XL. Thank you. I've actually, like, I have a weird shaped body, as I always talk about, and I was able to find some good stuff on Stitch Fix. They've got you covered with over a thousand brands and styles that you know and love. And they'll show you how to wear head to toe outfits so you can just get dressed and go. You, you know, you fill out, you fill out a little quiz. You work with a stylist, it, you describe your style in a little bit, and uh, you know, with likes and dislikes, they get an idea, and I tell you what, I've gotten a couple of great button-downs from them, and a pair of pants that I really enjoy. Uh, the white Hawaiian shirt button-down that maybe you've seen me, it's in heavy rotation. It's been on 101 Places to Party Before You Die, which in my book is heavy rotation. Right now, Stitch Fix is offering my listeners $20 off their first fix at stitchfix.com slash mighty. That's stitchfix.com slash mighty for $20 off today. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-F-I-X dot com slash M-I-G-H-T-Y for $20 off today. Stitchfix.com slash mighty. What what is it? I'm sure you guys talk about this on your podcast a lot, but what is it about? And I'm gonna, I want to say humans, but I think it's more even just gendered in the uh, in the male area. For sure, it is. What totally. what is <laughs> what is it with these dudes? That are like no animals? Like everyone believes they have some like magical. It's so frequently that like my friend has a very problematic rescue dog it's not dangerous but it's like just not friendly and it's but right. she's so cute but she's just not friendly and 
he says like once a week, an older white dude will be like, no, I'm actually really good. With, and the, and my friend will be like, she's not really a friendly dog. She's not. And he's like, no, no, allow, look, trust me. And they always <laughs> want to try. And then like yeah. the dog jumps and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it's like, they're like, your dog's buddy, mean. Yeah. My buddy's like, I told you like 12 fucking times. <laughs> and, and so what he, he, he sometimes ties her up outside the cafe to go grab a coffee and he'll see a dude walk over to her and he's like, Time for him to just learn his own lesson on this one. Like, oh, hey, cute little border. Oh, whoa, okay. And it's oh, dudes are like, yeah, like the the Tiger King comes to mind. Every right. person in in the Tiger King's orbit, like these people were like, oh, I I have a pet bear, right? You know, like yeah. fucking. I think Arnold. It, I think it's a power thing. I really yes. do. I think it's like they have this animal that they think they've been able to dominate because they've trained it, and like almost always. What it is, is it's just a pattern of, oh, I give an animal a reward when it does something I want it to do. And that's training an animal. That's not domesticating an animal. And at some point, its natural behavior is still going to come through. And like, that's what happens. It happens with all of these people. Like, they're going to, there's going to, something's going to happen at some point with that animal. Hold, Hold on, though. You're saying like, you don't get it with some of these guys, but it's like. You don't get why he liked riding on a hippo? No, I totally no, I, get I it. I totally no, get I'm it. Talking, I, yeah, no, <laughs> I totally get it. But oh, why, okay. the, the, I totally get what's fun about that. But if I if I had the image in my head of me riding a hippo, I'd be like, the fuck do I need a fucking hippo at this house right. for? Like, that's mean to do to the hippo. That could end badly for me or the my pro- car or my pond. The problem yeah. with that one is he, like, talked about the hippo like the hippo's my son. Like, this is my son. That's that's, a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. The thing for me is like, yeah, like my, you know, I would never do it because I know too much about wildlife to do it. But like riding a hippo would be fun. But if I did it afterward, I'd be like, okay, I've done that. Like that experience. This is not something I need to do. I'm not going to go pick up fucking eggs on my hippo. Right. Tie up my hippo outside the bar and have a couple of pints. Sooner or later, your hippo is going to kill you. It's like a lot. I could ride a hippo every day and be. Pretty but you're gonna die about it every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's part of the stoke, honestly, is that you could yeah, die yeah, at any yeah. moment. It's like, well, we, you know, getting choked while you're coming. It's like, oh, we yeah. had another, <laughs> we had another one that was a guy who kept monitor lizards, which was one of my favorite episodes. And the dude was obsessed with his monitor lizards. And he had a bunch of them just like ranging in his house, like free ranging. And they're not like, they're not necessarily an animal you would ever expect to kill you. And then they killed him. And it's like unknown whether like he passed out and then they ate him or if one actually like bit him and like caused him to fall and all the other ones rushed him and killed him. But like his apartment was a horror scene when they went in there. There's just blood everywhere and his monitor lizards ate him. And like it's just like one other example, like Timothy Treadwell. Have you ever seen Grizzly Man? Yeah. Yeah. So that dude thought that he could go live with bears and that his mere presence there would save them and he would go up and actually touch wild grizzly bears and he was in a population of bears that are so calm because they are just well fed on salmon they have a ton of food resources that they're not really that aggressive not with other bears not with humans so he got that kind of like oh i i'm invincible i can hang out around these bears and they don't do anything they like me sooner or later he met the wrong bear you know he made and an angry him. one. Yeah, yeah. An angry bear. <laughs> and it killed him. And it ate his girlfriend, too. And, like, it's just sooner or later, wild animals are going to act like wild animals. And we can't blame them for that. That's their nature. That's what they do. 
And that's what happened to him. And that's what happened. Right. The anomalous to just about behavior everyone. was him being able to hang out with him, not the right. bear eating him. Like, well, and, the, and honestly, like that is, that isn't even that crazy with those bears. Like you can hang out with those bears, but like sooner or later you're going to meet the wrong bear. And that's right. what happened. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> See, yeah. that That's fucking, uh, that, and, and dudes love that shit. Like, oh yeah, yeah I, 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 people want a wolf at home. Like, right. oh, I, like, I, the amount of animals I've worked with in Hollywood too are like is pr- I we, I wrote a script a pilot never aired but my friend uh, me and the other character we uh, rescue a dog from uh, like next to a dumpster and bring it home and it's a coyote so okay. we have like mostly it's mostly a stuffed coyote and a lot of shots and like a hand puppet and a lot of shots <laughs> but we wanted some wide shots of an actual coyote yeah. and. Uh, the coyote trainers show up with like a coyote on like uh, on a long like wire leash. And they're like, okay, here's the thing about coyotes. They will do whatever they, you want them to do uh, for treats until they are no longer hungry. Then you lose control of them completely. And we were like, Oh, what? (laughs) And we'll, well, we know when they start getting hungry, I was like, I don't want to be anywhere near this fucking animal. Like we weren't supposed to be anyway, but I was like, now I'm bugging out. I'm like, I'm guessing this random fucking Hollywood person knows exactly when this coyote is getting full. And you know, it's like, okay, time to time for him to go back in his crate or whatever. It was absolutely horrifying. Uh, But I learned a lot about coyotes. He's like, he's like, so many people think a coyote is like a dog. It looks like a dog. Sure. It is more similar to a rat than a dog in like mentally, it, like treat it in your head like a rat more than a dog of like, okay, shoo, shoo, get out of here. Don't go to reach for it. It'll bite you and it'll be bad for you. But That's such a uh, weird it's not, thing to say. Yeah. And I, and huh. I was like, oh, okay. And I'm going to, I'll see you around, man. And all those yeah. are also always the craziest people in Hollywood, too, are the animal yeah. trainer people. There, well, there's there's a Venn diagram of two wacky groups there. Like, animal people, no offense to present company, and <laughs> Hollywood people are both, and no offense to myself there, are just two groups of freaks. And then when you yeah. get the person who stands and, and straddles both worlds, you're meeting some real fucking interesting cats, pun intended yeah. there. yeah. No, I've met some of those people. And, like, there's actually, there's a video online that I've seen a bunch of times and it's probably one we'll do a story on at some point of this guy who had a trained bear. It's like the bear that was in semi pro and a few other movies and it kills his, like his brother or his cousin. I think it's his cousin kills his cousin on camera. Um, and it's just cause like that bear was just having a bad day and it was so quick and it grabs him and it shakes him by the throat and you see the guy kind of stumble off and then he dies. Like he bleeds out. And that's crazy. It's a wild oh, f- video. And it's just to me, again, it illustrates that whole thing that like this is not a domesticated animal. This no. is not an animal that we bred over generations and generations and generations to be, you know, to have certain behaviors. It's a wild animal that we've trained. And at any point, it can revert back to that. And right. so it's just it's, it's going to take a, a lot to more keep. to get it to be like your lab. Yeah, generations. Than, yeah, and yeah generations. it's going to take like a millennia of killing the crazy ones or leaving the crazy, you know. Yeah, and, and it's like no longer going to look like a grizzly bear. Yeah, it's, it's going to be like, like snub nose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to have like weird, like, uh, like snuffleupagus feet and shit with like no yeah. claws. It's like got round teeth and eats only <laughs> eucalyptus. And it's like, exactly. li- it lives three and a half months and then dies a horrible death. <laughs> and, and it's 
the hottest item for young people <laughs> yeah, to purchase. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. man, the, I I I like your distinction there between domesticated and trained because like, it's that's very what, different. It's a world yeah. of difference. Yeah. Right, and that's what I think. A lot of like you can live with a trained animal, but it's not the same as living with a domesticated. Yeah, animal. you got to be on your guard at every minute when you're with a trained animal because right. <laughs> it's still a wild animal. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I knew a lady growing up, uh, my brother's friend's mom who had a lynx in the house. Oh yeah. Like a fuck, like a giant, like a four foot tall cat that she would like be like, it would like put its paws up on her shoulders and she would like play with it like that and stuff. And I don't know if she was an animal, like, and as a matter of fact, I got to like follow up with my family and get more details on this. Cause I don't even remember if she was like an animal person. Cause you'd always see her like, yeah, we have a crazy ass bird in the house. Cause my dad works at an eight, you know, like whatever, something like that. But this was just like, yeah, Blaze's mom has a lynx. (laughs) It's like, what? It was like, I forget. I got to figure out the context. Your heart starts. It's like beating harder when you go in the door. Yeah, you're, you're like, like, where ah. is he? <laughs> Don't worry, he's downstairs. I think, you know, you're like, no. <laughs> oh, that's great. That reminds me, this is a weird tangent, but like probably the most messed up thing my dad ever said to me was I was terrified of vampires and just like couldn't go to bed without like thinking of vampires and like staying up late worrying really? about vampires. Yeah, for like a while. And I love like horror movies and stuff now. But when I was a kid, I was terrified. And I went up to their room one day and I was like, I was like probably eight years old and saying, hey, I'm really scared about vampires. I think there's a vampire outside my window. And my dad goes, I'm pretty sure I killed all the vampires. And I was like, oh, okay." And I started walking. I started walking out the room and he goes, or at least I think I got all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And I was just terrified. Yeah, it was really. Really, it's, it's scary enough to, to say. say, I think I killed all the vampires, meaning like, son, you right. are correct. Vampires they do exist. exist. They, <laughs> <were real. laughs> they are real. I did kill them. Oh, not all of them. Yeah, like, I didn't sleep at all for like You end up putting like that. a wooden stake in your gym teacher's heart <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some anyway. Slender Man like, shit. Yeah. But then our dad takes it too far and like dresses up like a vampire and Wes like <laughs> accidentally kills him one night. <laughs> very weird thing to tell a kid i just thought of that because of the links prowling around the house like that's how i felt about vampires for a while yeah that was a weird connection yeah sorry just popped in my head <laughs> the shit yeah. that scared me the most when i was a kid was uh overhearing rescue 911 and unsolved mysteries on my oh, dad's yeah. like tv on my mom or dad watching tv out in the living room because be like he's in the house with a gun and you're just like someone could get in the house with a gun like you're just like <laughs> your brain immediately is like what if someone's in this house with a gun i'm in this house and they have a gun I'm like oh no you know like and that shit just fucked me unsolved mysteries like they've been known to take 12 year old plump little boys and cut their little uh, man tits off and they and this because they're afraid to wear go shirtless in the pool it's like it's so specific to me <laughs> oh man uh, do you guys That's have really animals funny. yourselves now like any yeah like, this is where you guys are like you're like yeah i got five bald eagles loose in the house you got like all kinds of i got a fucking I hammerhead six shark in a six yeah. t- in a six foot tank it's full uh i think i have the mike maybe as a dog or no i think i'm the only one with the animals right now but i got my fair share 
Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my girlfriend has three horses. Um, we have a dog and a cat. We've got about 12 chickens now. Um, and then I have a snake too, a ball <laughs> python. I think that's it. Am I forgetting anyone? No, that's it. Yeah. I, so that's, I got a, that's I got a cat. There's also this, um, this huge spider that scurries under the dishwasher whenever I go into the kitchen. <laughs> oh my God. I've kind dude. of adopted that. As a <laughs> you name it Shelob? Well, I don't know what the gender yet. I'll have to flip it over and check, but <laughs> right, let's take a look under that hood. Ron DeSantis <laughs> said it's okay. <laughs> like, let go of me. Uh, I had, uh, we had a mice infestation in Brooklyn and I was like, my wife, we would put out like the harmless traps with like some peanut butter in them. And then we would like release them in the park, like a block away. And yeah. we did that like five times before I was like, I'm telling you, man, these are the same fucking mice. <laughs> they like, probably are. Like, you're <laughs> yeah. probably right. We're like, and they're just that. conditioned. They go like, look, we go get some peanut butter, and then we get they a little weird ride, get dropped off at the park, and then we get more free <laughs> peanut butter. They're the ones that live in that pre-war building with all the fucking holes in it. We can just scurry around wherever we want. <laughs> I feel like mice are like the weirdest animal for, like, that's a genuine fear for people. Oh, yeah. Yes. Because like, they're tiny, and they're like, Fucking adorable. They're so cute. They're so there's and something like, about what? seeing a mouse. There's like nothing scary about them except for like just like how startling they can like scurry across the floor. Yeah. They're jump but scare then, like, masters. Yeah. After that, like you need to calm down and like realize it's just a cute ass <laughs> small little mouse, you know? Just not scared <laughs> of hantavirus at all. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. I guess the, but that's not what people are afraid of when they're afraid, they see, when they're afraid of mice. Yeah. Afraid they'll eat all their peanut butter. Um, seeing a mouse like, uh, like you're out in the woods and you see a little mouse like walk across some rocks, you're like, that's fucking gorgeous. You see a yeah. mouse in your kitchen, it's got a completely different vibe for people. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah. what the fuck? You know, <laughs> I, I, I got, I was so high one time, I could hear the mouse in the kitchen in my <laughs> Brooklyn apartment, and I did. I was so stoned. But I needed to go in the kitchen to get water, but I just didn't want to get jump scared by the mouse every time I like turn the light. So I was like, I got an idea. I'm going to throw my shoe into the room and scatter them, scatter the mouse. I uh, buried the lead there. Scat, scare the mouse away with my flip flop or whatever. <laughs> I throw my flip flop in the room and I hear at least seven mice. Like, I just oh, like, no. No I was like, if I would have flicked the lights on and saw multiple mice, I would have fallen out of my third story window. <laughs> I would have just like, yeah. So, Jeff, I'm with you. Mice are fucking cute. But if you're not, it's like seeing a teacher at the grocery store. If you're not ready for it, you don't know what the fuck is going on you know i love That's the flashbang grenade shoe attempt to get rid of yeah, all your yeah, clear, clear you know like, <laughs> breach you very like as we night. go in like yeah. with night vision goggles on <laughs> spraying an mp5 into my kitchen just murdering fucking mice there's just like no mice or anything he's just like way too high <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I, I fuck. <laughs> yeah, if you're hearing them from the other room, you're too high. <laughs> yeah, man, what is in this strain, man? The mice are in the fucking walls, man. Uh, <laughs> like, I like even domesticated animals. I'm always like, like when like I love animals. I trust animals. Dogs really like me. I know everyone says that, but dogs always seem to really dig me. Uh, but I still won't go up to a stranger's dog and put my hand near its yeah, face or mouth, even if they're just like, but people will come up to my fuck. Oh, my God. He's so cute. And like lean down near him. I'm like, 
Yeah, that's he bad, might just like you might have like manners. a weird perfume. Yeah, you might he, you might have a weird perfume on that triggers him or some shit. You don't want to bother. You don't know what this dude's day is like. Like totally, bro, I'll tell you that he's super friendly and that you're you're gonna be okay. Like he's literally never bitten anyone. I could tell you that, but still, get your fucking face out of there, right. stranger. Well, sometimes people are like working on their dogs too. Like maybe their dog has been abused in the past or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they're like going through all that training and like hard work. And then to have you come up and just like mess with their dog, it's just really, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of dog manners. I put my hand like a foot away, and if the dog comes up to my hand, then I'll pet it. And if it doesn't, then I'm just like, all right, moving on. And and you're powerful in that moment, Jeff, because you're not offended. Like I'll see people be like. It's like, yes. I, like, what do you want oh, me to man. do? I'm sorry, the yeah. the dog let you down. The guy's brain is the size of a fucking racquetball. Give him a break. Yeah. Doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He smells shit and piss. That's like all he's out here for. He loves this shit. Yeah, fuck. Oh, your dog is not even friendly. It's like he's busy. He's taking a. He's gonna take a dump. Leave People me alone. On it, the pl- <laughs> yeah. People take it really personally if your dog doesn't like other dogs too. Because my dog doesn't like other dogs. And so we have to leash her when we're around other dogs. But like, if you if you see another dog coming and you like leash her up, people are always like, "Oh, fine, sorry. you know." And it's just oh. like, "Sorry, I don't want your dog running up to my dog and starting a fight." Artie's not great on the not not great with other dogs on the leash. He's good in like pack situations or uh, park situations, but yeah. on the leash, he's not good. I live in a city. He's frequently on the leash. Uh, people will go like let their like giant lab come up to Artie, my, my little Boston Terrier. I'll be like, he's yeah, not that, that friendly. And they're yeah. like, don't worry. Don't yeah, worry. Exactly. The lab, my dog is super friendly. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about it. I'm dog's telling you. Not. And then my dog will like, ah, and he's up, he's a Boston. So he likes to punch. And so, he, yeah. so he's not, he's not, I can't, I can't even tell if he's playing or fighting. So I'm like, Lady, like I told you, he's not friendly, and you're like, and she's like, whoa, whoa, sorry, and you're like, walk away, like that, it's okay, bandit, you know, you're like, hey, buffa, culo, what the fuck are you talking about? So even dogs from Boston like to punch. Is that why they're called? Boston <laughs> yeah, Tears? yeah. I mean, he likes beer, he likes to punch. That's the thing we always joke about him with, because my wife and I are both New Yorkers. Is that we'll be oh. like, I, I fucking hate this Boston kid, <laughs> where we give him like a Boston accent, like, hey, fuck, fill the fucking ball. Dude, <laughs> more fucking <laughs> kibble, the Yankees. bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck fucking Paul O'Neill. Hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> now I'm just talking too much about my dog. Uh, oh, I was. Here's a fun animal attack story that I maybe have never told on my pod. I lived next door to a house back in the day. I lived in a you know a low income neighborhood, and the people next door to us had a bunch of people in the house and had a full-time outdoor chained up pit bull. Uh, oh, this is yeah. kind of like sad in hindsight, sad at the moment, super sad in hindsight. Like now that I understand more, I'm like, you know, I'm like nine or 10 at the time. So I'm just like, there's an outdoor, even my, my, my dog was an indoor. We had grew up with a, a, a mutt and, but my dad would put him on a line outside just because he yeah. would like maybe try to make it over the fence and he would have like a runner, but he could come inside the house. This dog was on like a chain in a pole next to a dog that. house and was a monster, like a giant pit bull, like a, or a, like a Roddy pity mix. It was just like a big buff dog and it would bark at us. And it was like on our side of the, like it was not our side of the fence, their side of the fence, but the chain would allow him to go like right up to the fence where like three kids played and this dog would just be like barking terrifying 
One yeah. day it's the winter. Me and my two brothers, I'm like, we're like 10, 8, and 3. And we're all playing out in the front of the house. And all of a sudden, out from their dri- our neighbor's driveway walks the pit bull. No chain, no oh, anything. And the three of us are in the front yard. And we see it. And our dog, the Jake, the mutt, is in the window barking like crazy. So my dad comes over to see what it is and sees the three of us standing like this. And we're like absolutely panicked. And my dad comes flying out of the house. Uh, my dad is a six foot five, like white trash high school dropout freak who's like took martial arts and was like proud of how many street fights he had been in at like 50. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just a real like, like if we, he would be like a redneck if that was a thing on Long Island. Like he, he just has that attitude. Comes out with his fucking jacket wrapped around his arm. And just runs over to the uh, pit bull and kicks it. And he's like, get in the house. And the dog what? is like jumping at him. And he's like pu- like fighting it off with the fucking Unreal. jacket on his sleeve. We're running into the house. My little three-year-old brother is standing outside the front door. My dad is like, we're wa- me and my middle brother are in the house watching from the window. And my dad is like, "What doing what you now as an adult would be doing, trying not to get bit by a dog. But like as a kid, you're like, my dad is like dancing around a dog with a jacket on his arm. And then he comes back to run towards the house once the dog is slightly distracted for a second. And my youngest brother is just standing outside in his like winter coat, like not anywhere near the door. And I and we're like, oh, fuck, Jason. My dad grabs him by the fucking hood, the collar of his winter jacket and like <laughs> throws him like fucking cornhole, just like be- uh, bags, whatever you guys call it, and, like whips him into the house. And the way my old house was that we grew up in was you walked in and you either had to go left or to the right, right there was a wall with like a family portrait on it. <laughs> and we were in the house and we just like looked to the right and my brother hits the wall like fucking Wiley Coyote and just like slides <laughs> down. My dad comes in, like slams the door behind us and the pit bull and my dog are like barking at each other from over the fucking uh, window is absolutely horrifying. That's insane. Yeah, terrifying. And I'm not scared of pit bulls. Like I feel like that would be like a triggering story. Though, you know, one time I felt pinned in somewhere and now I have claustrophobia for life, but I yeah. was attacked by a pit bull <laughs> and I still like dogs. I don't get it. Uh, but yeah, that's scary. I mean, they, I always say like, I would, I would personally rather be on a trail and like see a black bear walk out than see a pit bull walk out just because for me, I like, there's so many different factors that come into it when it's a dog. Like you don't know how it's been treated you don't know what its owners were yeah. like. You look There's, like you its last don't... asshole owner. You sound yeah, like you, you just sound don't like know. A, yeah. And you're like, why the hell is this dog in the forest? Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you, exactly. No, that, that's the other thing, too. It's like there's a little bit of like this dog this is, is fucking strange. strange. Yeah. yeah. It's like men in black. Like when uh, when the test, uh, this is such a dumb reference, but when he takes the test and he shoots the girl holding all the books, he's like, man, my man, like she's the weirdo here. They're all aliens <laughs> hanging out. She's walking out with the books. It's that's like, yeah, great. Part. Yeah. If you see a bear. Bear, uh, an eagle and a pit bull i'm most scared of the pit bull as well like if you see exactly. all three in a grocery store now i maybe <laughs> give it to the yeah. bear <laughs> yeah <laughs> but on the trail and you also understand bear you work with bears yeah you know i know that. their behavior and it's like yeah. it's more simplistic and it's not as nuanced because there hasn't been all this involvement with people so right. i mean I, I like we at some point we're gonna do a dog episode and I'm kind of dreading it because you're gonna it's, you're gonna get so we're gonna get a lot of flack. Yeah, 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 and and so I we I'm still figuring out the right way to do that one, but 
um, I mean, they're still an animal, even though they're like, we're getting back to that same conversation, but even a domesticated animal can still act like an animal. So I'm not, I'm not like completely comfortable with dogs. They, they like if a dog's barking at me, like I don't feel great. Yeah, no, it's like, it's unsettling. Yeah, it's like, it's used as intimidation and torture. Like the yeah. idea, like, like the threat of a dog, like there's a reason it, it's well, especially like, a dog, you know, could kill you. Right. It's fight or flight. It's right. the, yeah. Like if a chihuahua is going ham, you're like, I'll survive this. Like, right. but if like a, a giant German shepherd I'll or even like a mastiff. punt a chihuahua, dude. <laughs> oh man. Like, that thing's got nothing. Like, like I'm not afraid of a chihuahua. <laughs> like Jack Black and Anchorman. That's like that <laughs> <Yeah>. visual. <laughs> and then kicking fucking Baxter off the side of the bridge. So. That, but yeah. that's, kinda, that's kind of my issue with people that have these really big aggressive dogs. And they're always like, no, they're such softies. They're so nice and everything. It's like, yeah, yours probably is, but the difference is that still is a dog that has the potential to kill someone. Right. You know? If that dog jumps to go in my lap, it could fucking crush my nuts. Right. Too. Like, and so like, I mean? I'm not <laughs> against those dogs, but I don't think you can just be like, oh, this is just like any other dog. Because like Jeff said, you can control a chihuahua, but if a pit bull decides it wants to kill you, like there's not much you can do. Unless someone you're your dad. <laughs> someone said they were on a flight once and a and a woman had like a service animal like Marmaduke, like a like a giant, like 140 pound service dog. And oh. my my friend was just like, that's bullshit. You can't have a giant fucking dog like that as a service dog. It's I fine, it's friendly, but it's like that's too big of a fucking dog. That's crazy. That yeah. and then the dog took like a shit on the plane and it was like enormous and it's like that alone is a real like to bring it yeah, it's like a human taking it took a, a shit. horse dump yeah. like it took yeah. like a fucking horse's <laughs> dump and they were like they were at a they were like the flight attendant and the lady were like cleaning up with napkins and shit everyone's like Ugh! like everyone's gagging and shit it's like that's not an animal attack but oh. that's a reason that you don't need a giant fucking service animal Dude, i just saw the video of like the service peak that like the famous one the lady brought on the plane it's wild dude it takes up like it's it's tail like took up the entire aisle like no one's getting drinks on that flight because no and if i'm a flight attendant i'm like oh this like i'm not walking past your fucking peacock i don't understand how these animals work (laughs) it's crazy (laughs) dude that was like the moment every airline was like okay time to change the rules these motherfuckers are really taking advantage (laughs) of it's like and now and now like a person who needs a dog to fly can't do it anymore because someone's like this is my donkey yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) hey i have a question for you uh what What's like the biggest animal you think you could beat in a fight? Like no weapons. Ooh, ooh, okay. <sighs> Fuck. That's a good question. Have Let to be me something... throw one at you. What about a bobcat? I don't think so. I'm like I'm like kind of. You could take a bobcat. That's you so funny so? that no, wait, let yeah. him let him finish. Because okay, I don't because I don't honestly like like I'm such a non-outdoorsy person that you say bobcat and i'm in my head i think i'm seeing like a puma or something you know what i mean (laughs) but like they're not they're not like small tigers they're like large cats see Uh, yeah i love i love that because it's like to me like a bobcat has zero chance against any of us so it's like so funny to be like someone i mean i'm like a city i'm a little beach boy i come out gonna get you're gonna get torn up by that bobcat but you're probably gonna walk away from it 
Just so. one body yeah. slam, dude. That thing's done. Oh, that'd be hot. Like it'd be crazy. Someone gets a fucking video of you like giving a backbreaker to a bobcat. <laughs> it's like attacking someone. You grab it off of them and just drop it over your knee. Power bomb. Like, Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> there's like yeah. there's a video like I want to say like half a year ago of this bobcat that like was by someone's car and attacked this dude's wife. And he went and like grabbed it and threw it or something like that. Yeah, he <laughs> threw just it across the yard. Across but the then yard. like all these headlines were like, "Husband saves his wife from a bobcat." And to me, it's just like, and it's like these life or death things. And it's like it's a fucking bobcat. Like I would have like punted that thing to this the dude, moon. The dude in the video you're talking about has a gun on his hip too. It's like to yeah. me, it's like the, to me, I'm like, I don't even understand what world you're coming from. Where you're like, you got a gun on your hip. There's a bobcat on your minivan. Like I don't understand the life you live, man. And they're and like, I this, love it. Like, yeah, in a gated too. community. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels like prefab houses or some shit. That it was another layer. It didn't add they, up at all. Yeah, yeah. He's got like farm boy energy, and he's in if like a golf concealed course. Carry like, and you're carrying a gun every day and then someday a bobcat attacks your wife like that was your moment dude yeah like, you dude. had your shot to use your gun like, what are you literally like, gun maybe shoot, don't carry shoot your wife or... in the fucking neck trying to kill a bobcat like, oh, my God. oh no honey you fucking ass i told you not to buy that gun you dumbass you fucking needed that i i, I would i see i'm uncomfortable around the idea of a bobcat or a mountain lion whatever we're referring to here because like I don't See, know. those are way different. Yeah, though. we're oh, talking. Those are two different things. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Like mountain lion, you're not like at least double the size of. Oh, a okay. Oh, bob oh yeah. okay. So a bob, like that, still scares me because it's like, uh, my brain went to an animal that would like use grappling or something because I, I i'm more like that i would feel more comfortable with than like a tiny scratch or biter because right. that thing fucking hits my femoral artery or something like i'm gonna get like i'm not gonna be able to fight like a little cat like i'm not gonna yeah. i mean if it jumps up on me and i'm able to like wrestle it a little but i have size and mass and strength but any of those animals that are like that are like they have way more size and mass and strength. Like, so you want to fight like a baby giraffe or something? Yes, yes, exactly. That's pr and not. I don't want to fight any of these animals. I'm saying yeah. if I if I'm trying to choose the largest animal, I think I could win against. It's probably a baby giraffe. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I well, chose. And, and and maybe maybe even I could you know start fucking with like an an adult giraffe though. That shit bucks you. You're fucking. Nah, dead. you're not being. You're being cut in half by. It's a hook. not even yeah, one yeah. kick uh -huh. and there, you're done. Yeah. There was like a survey that w came out a year ago where it's like Americans' confidence in a fight versus different animals, and it's oh, so yeah. interesting because it's like twenty percent of people didn't think they could beat a goose. Yeah. Where it's like, how are you losing? Like, what's the goose going to do to, like, beat you in a fight? But then, like... I think a lot of people might not, like, register the idea of, like, you're choosing to fight the goose. Like, I know if a goose charged me, I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. fight it because I wouldn't want to make that choice. But in this hypothetical... Yeah, it's a cage these match. Like, like, yeah, you're going to beat a goose. Yeah, you're not able to just jog away from the pond back to your right. car. Like, and this then, is like, like 20% of it. people <laughs> thought they could beat like a grizzly bear, too, which is like yeah. just as it was crazy. Like, it was like 7% of men thought they could beat a grizzly bear. In a it's fight. more than that. 
It wasn't, but it was like it's no women did. But then, yeah. like men, it was like seven percent thought oh, they yeah. could beat a grizzly bear. Of course, yeah. and that elephant, dude, that, people that, thought they could beat an elephant. Yeah, exactly. those guys have like one stripe in jujitsu, like that they go to yeah. with like guys from the office, and yeah. they like yeah, I got like roll Steven with the guys. Seagal movies. Yeah, like, <laughs> just getting they have fucking a punching mar- bag with the grizzly bear on it. Oh wait, walrus. No, maybe nope. uh, no. Walrus would no. smoke me. I'm <laughs> no, trying to think. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think bigger that yeah. I could maybe like polar bears even don't go for walrus because oh, they get shit. killed by walrus. Yeah, every yeah. once in a while, a big male polar bear will take down a walrus, but it's it's rare because walrus are huge. That's and, like and me even... hitting the Chinese buffet. It's like you can only do that shit once in a while. It's too. It's too <laughs> yeah. dangerous. Yeah, it's too much. <laughs> it's yeah. too much. It's just a lot of food. It's worth it every. But it's once always in a while. calling at you. you <laughs> yeah, know? but it's yeah, hard. It's not always to... in your mind. I gotta drive fast. And on the <laughs> way to work, the polar bear walks by it. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you look delicious, brother. Uh, what now? B- before we get out of here, what animal? Now I'm just going to ask some dumb animal question. What animal yeah. do you think you're the most like? If you had to like, and I mean, uh, requires no expertise, but curious to ask someone with. We've been uh, talking about this yeah. a lot recently. I thought about it a lot recently, and I think mine is a raccoon. Um, and that's because they do really well in nature, but they also are are comfortable in a city. They are like inquisitive and curious. Uh, they pull they those hair. Yeah, they can like they <laughs> they're like tough little animals, but they're not like big and intimidating. Yeah, they're not predators, so, but they're yeah, not and prey. I've, per se I've raised either. a couple raccoons. They like and, to like, climb trees. I always had like a good bond with them. So they probably eat bugs. Digging they around the trash <laughs> yeah. cans. Yeah, yeah, and they love like Digging marshmallows trash and cans, stuff too. Yeah. I, I love marshmallows. So uh, yeah, yeah, so for me, I think it's a raccoon. Okay, cool. Mike, Jeff, you guys got one? I I decided on coyote for mine. Interesting. Just kind of like, you know, just wiling. <laughs> oh, because of the pun, wiling coyote? Got it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, what what about the coyote? It, it's 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 scrappy. It's tough. Yeah. It's not like you it's know, not it's an a apex survivor. predator. Yeah. Pack um, animal. You know, kind of, you know, you got like, you're like a little intimidated by it, but not really. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because more, more like first... a rat than a dog. No, I'm just yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's funny because the first time we kind of thought about this question, we were like, "Oh, I'm like an orca. I'm like, I like the water, and you know, I just, I think that's." But the more we go, like the less flattering the animals get over time. We're like, "I'm kind of like a I'm butterfly, a worm. I guess." <laughs> yeah, yeah. An earthworm. <laughs> yeah, Mike, that's. I mean, that's the realest shit. When you really start thinking about it, yeah. you start to be like, "Yeah, I'm not a fucking bear, dude." Mike's I a horse. A fu- I'm not Mike's a, horse. a horse. Oh my Mike goodness! Does, no. Mike famously doesn't like horses. Horses suck. We can have me on again. We can go another hour on that. But um... <laughs> I'm very curious. I'm not like I'm not you know a horse truther or anything. But I don't I don't give a fuck about. I don't love horses the way people love horses. But I definitely don't know many people who have a other end of the spectrum feeling it's borderline us. of like it's a phobia almost they just ah, creep okay. me the hell out they're <laughs> okay, weird okay. really really he doesn't like how muscular it. they are but We're then he like, to, loves yeah. vin diesel Ugh, so <laughs> that yeah. doesn't add up it's different you know <laughs> uh, 
What's your animal, Mike? I guess horses kind of do live a quarter mile at a time. (laughs) What what horse? You had me. You never had me. You never even had your jockey. (laughs) Uh, We settled on sloth for me because I'm really, really... uh, I no, spend most mine. of my downtime. Well, I know. I I stole it from you, though. I think. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, I think that fits. Yeah, I, you poop I like nap once it. a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah you wish you pooped a lot more, but you only poop once a week. It's, oh man! Yeah. You know, if, if we're going, if we're going by. If we're going by fecal matter, I think I'm like a bat with dysentery. <laughs> if, we're going by like bowel, if we're going by bowel movements, I'm fucking green apple splatter you, every morning. You tell me. You're a hippo just splattering it around everywhere. To like just murking old fat dudes who think they can ride me at the bar in WeHo. Uh No, uh, I've thought of. I've thought about this. A, yeah, I think I may. Uh, I've thought about this a lot too, and I find. What? So. I think uh, what animal I want to be. I think oh, okay. I want, I think I'm, I think what I, my positive version of what I am is a seal. Okay. Like I, I, I like the water. I'm, I'm hairless. I'm, I'm like performative. <laughs> I'm loud and obnoxious. Do you have like a type of seal? Do you uh, specify? Oh, I don't know much about types of seal, but the, here's where it comes into play. I saw a manatee for the first time when I was down in Miami and like not in a tank, like just out yeah. by yeah. a dock. And I was I like, manatees. I was like, fuck, dude, I think I'm a manatee. This thing was just like, <laughs> hey, sailors mermaid would have loved to have sex with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's right. That's like the mermaid myth people believe is that what they were seeing were manatees. And they're like, yeah. got these big ass titties. And it's just like fat ass <laughs> manatees. She sucked my dick all night. It's like, whoa, pirate Jack. That's nasty, brother. <laughs> Yeah, so that's very no. Those are good choices, and I think, I think it's a very different question. Like, what animal do you think you are versus which one you would want to be? Um, But yeah, I think I think we're all pretty honest with ourselves in those. Yeah, if there was like a sloppier, like the reason walrus was on my mind is because like I'm in that camp somewhere of like I'm I'm solid in the water, but I just want to like lay on the fucking ground, and then it's like I make loud noises sometimes. Elephant seal. It's an elephant seal. There yeah. we go. There we go. I was here. With them. They're constantly making noises. They're like, <laughs> they seem lazy, but once you put them in the water, they're really athletic. So yeah, I was here that uh, walrus have the biggest penis size oh, relative to their body. So I don't know. They have I'm the out. biggest. Oh, yeah. They, they have, have the biggest dick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hold on. Wes has the real Oh, stat. never mind. Walrus. They off. have the Check biggest off the penis. <laughs> Dude, Wes is a walrus. <laughs> <laughs> We're brothers, have, I know. <laughs> my younger, biggest, my younger uh, brother is the is the fucking walrus in the family. Too, unfortunately, yeah, that's nice. They have the it's biggest big penis that actually has a bone. Is what it is. Uh, like, there you go. Yeah. But it's huge. I always get too. that fact wrong. Yeah, yeah, it is huge. But it's like like there's I have like a fossilized section of a walrus penis bone. Of course, they have a, an actual bone in there. <laughs> so, yeah. You have it as an implant, you said? Yeah, it's pierced on my dick. Yeah. <laughs> Going the other way. Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Wesley, Mike, and Jeff uh, of Tooth and Claw, thank you so much for coming on High and Mighty and chopping it up about chomping it up about animal attacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gnarly, you. on the fly right there, <laughs> yeah, professional improviser. Yeah, no, Dude, you're good. 
straight riffing, dog. Uh, <laughs> tell people where they can find you or what you want to plug outside of Tooth yeah. and Claw. Any other shit it's you guys got teeth going? and fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's, yeah, the actual plug is it's Tooth and Claw. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> We're on uh, the Q Code Network. Really thrilled to be working with them. They've been like just the best network to be part of. Um, so yeah, I, honestly, wherever, truly wherever you get your podcasts, you'll find us there. And we talk about animal attacks. We talk about why we shouldn't be demonizing animals. You does get a lot Steve of science. Wilson you get a lot of at, jokes. Does, does Steve yeah. Wilson work at Q-Code? Yeah, I know Steve's that, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. that's so funny. I know yeah. Q-Code from his tweets. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I know yeah. that, dude. Yeah. That's really funny. Check out our Mo the Chimp episode. That's a good right. starter. That one's yeah. intense. Night of the that Grizzlies. One, that one's like a... Like you, you diving straight in the deep end if you start there. That's probably our good episode. Like, gnarliest episode. I'm yeah. going on a road trip with the dudes who are obsessed with the two my two podcast buddies from Action Boys who are obsessed with yeah. Travis the Chimp. I'm oh, gonna love that. Put on yeah. Mo the Chimp <laughs> on the ride. Okay. Yeah. Night Dude, of the Grizzlies is a good starting point. Ham too. the Chimp, the first chimp in space. I got I got yeah. so many like we'll unanswered it. questions <laughs> on that. All right. That's another episode though. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you having us on, and yeah, like we are, we're just pumping out these these stories. So check it's them out. It's so rad. Also, yeah. I can listen to uh, rookie bear trap stories for the rest <laughs> of my fucking life. We pepper them throughout the, the episode. <laughs> that is so, so yeah, fucking interesting. I just I can't get over the feeling I had like when I had to use a cash register for the first time. I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna fuck this up, and it's like there is not an animal inside of it that could rip my head off if yeah, they wanted it's to. It's different when you're pumping a bear full of ketamine <laughs> and then pulling it out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jeff. Oh, fuck. Welcome to the hole, dog. <laughs> you want to split a bear stick, brother? <laughs> you just like partying. <laughs> Uh, well, Ugh. guys, I look forward to doing some cowboy shit with you sometimes. Yeah, we're looking forward to it, too. Yeah, In any capacity. Yeah. yeah. Whatever yeah, you want pe- that to mean. <laughs> Multiple choice, brother. All of the above. <laughs> Bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. It's got a lot of heart. Immensely irregular. Now. Somewhere, somehow, someone's going to pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Well, there's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. 
subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.